Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is the second hour of Oilers Now. Brendan Escott keeping you company this evening. It's all brought to you by World of Spas, aching after a long day. World of Spas offers tubs designed with your relief in mind. Rest, recover, relax with World of Spas, Alberta's number one swim spa dealer. Visit worldofspas.com. Still going to get you some info on tickets. By the way, I completely understated how many tickets have already been sold for this thing. I said 10,000. They have sold over 16,500 tickets to the Teddy Bear Toss game Friday night at Rogers Place. Kevin Radomski is the Director of Business Operations for the Oil Kings. He will tell you all about the events going on sort of surrounding that, but most importantly, the jerseys. You always want to know what the theme of the jersey is, and few do it as well as the Oil Kings do. So that's coming up in about a half an hour. Right now, we are going to jet back off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. River Cree Resort Casino excitement bet on it and we will engage our nhl insider john shannon who joins us for legacy heating and cooling whether it's heating or cooling you need get it with no payments no interest for a year that's how you build a legacy legacy heating and cooling he was in the house last night for the 5-4 shootout win by the edmonton oilers john shannon on the line now how are you doing this evening john great brendan how are you excellent are you still in town or did you uh, catch the red eye no, no, I, I flew out this morning. Okay, there you go. Well, I appreciate you jumping on here, and uh, what a show it ended up being. First, because I thought Edmonton was playing a really solid hockey game, and then the theater of sports as we love it, as they fumbled the football, squandered a two-goal lead, and then ultimately came back around to salvage that point. Uh, difficult to give up a point to a team that you're theoretically chasing, although at the top of the West, I don't know if they're <laughs> catchable. But uh, just give me some thoughts on that game last night and what Edmonton was able to pull off. Well, uh, in my opinion, a lot more positive than negative, obviously, when you do get the two points. Um, you know, are you concerned about blowing the two-goal lead again? Because we've seen that a few too many times recently, perhaps. Um, but they, it wasn't as if um, Vegas had a ton of opportunities. I thought defensively, um, for the most part, through the whole 55 minutes of, of hockey that that the uh, um, that the Oilers played properly, I, they they were really impressive, and I, I, I we we're now seeing I think uh, Darnell Nurse play his best hockey of the season. Um, Evander Kane uh, has been solid. Uh, Matthias Janmark filling in for Zach Hyman did exactly what he was supposed to do. And then there's Connor McDavid, who is just doing Connor McDavid stuff. So, and, and, and on top of that, uh, you know, the, the, the goaltending, Stuart Skinner, was solid. 
Uh, certainly you don't want to give up four goals, but um, under the circumstances, I thought two of the goals were fluky, uh, and he looked much more confident in goal than we've seen him, uh, particularly in the first 15 games of the season. Now, he's been credited with part of why the penalty kill has seen success lately. But as a whole, I think that getting the likes of Matthias Janmark back in the lineup important for the resurgence of the penalty kill. And it's not as though you want to rely on quality special teams in that sense. But they've been able to uh, withstand storms in recent games that they couldn't earlier in the season because of how effectively their penalty kill has played. It's been really interesting watching them step up under this new coaching regime. had a a fascinating conversation with Chris Knobloch yesterday morning about this. Um, And so much of what he's trying to do now, as as the new voice and the new set of eyes, is he's trying to take advantage of the whole roster. Uh, and he's trying to empower people. Uh, Jan Mark with Connor Brown, McLeod with Fogel, Derek Ryan as a penalty killer. Um, and really what he's trying to do is create levels of speciality for these guys so you don't have to rely on Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl being penalty killers. Uh, you know, he said point blank uh, to a few of us yesterday morning that he wants to see McDavid and Dreisaitl be utilized so much more at five on five as opposed to being on the penalty kill. You know they're going to play between 19 and 22 minutes. But you want most of those minutes, if they're not on the power play, you want most of those minutes uh, at even strength as opposed to killing penalties. So he's taken this opportunity to to create some new chemistry with penalty killers. And one of the big winners is Matthias Janmark in all of that. And I think he's done a pretty good job rewarding the team for with his play of late. I thought he was excellent last night. I thought he was super noticeable. I know that he was highlighted as somebody who maybe missed that assignment on Mikey Amadio for that uh, 2-2 goal. But in reality, he was closing gaps on the penalty kill. And he, like Elliot, was highlighting. He's one of those guys that doesn't necessarily have to go out there and throw a bunch of body checks. But he's difficult to play against. He's somebody that, as a checker, um, you know, he's he's a very hard guy to bump off the puck and that sort of thing. And, and now that I'm seeing him out there I wonder how much his absence was really felt in that stretch where he was out with a shoulder injury yeah you might you might be right I mean the 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 two things that he brings speed and energy Um, and he certainly has shown that since his return Uh, and the fact that you could take a guy like uh, Jan Mark and 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 put him with Connor McDavid and Ryan Nugent Hopkins and not miss a beat in theory, with Yanmark scoring a goal from the same position that Zach Hyman would be on on the ice, uh, I think is such a bonus. The, the versatility, I mean, they, they, they're playing last night. They played the team that, in my mind, is the most versatile team in hockey. Their 12 forwards are totally interchangeable. And if you can get that happening a little more with this Oiler club, 
then that really is a positive. Chatting with our NHL insider, John Shannon. Tonight for Legacy Heating and Cooling, it looks like the team is playing a lot less fearful of making mistakes, which is certainly something the coaching staff wanted to implement when they came in. And I don't know what the workplace was like under the other regime, but what I find interesting is for a situation that got scrutinized for not having enough accountability, for maybe a defender making a mistake and, and not getting punished enough, um, you would think that now maybe there would be more repercussion or more fear of of making a mistake and there just is not it's a group that Elliot says has simplified a lot and I'm wondering if if that's maybe what you're seeing as well they they aren't trying to outdo themselves and so they're having a higher success rate on plays that are just easier to make oh I I think it's far less complicated now Uh, I think the messaging has been keep it simple uh, particularly for the six defensemen, uh, you, you know, do do simple things, move the puck. You know, you know. I mean, we used to hear for years and years and years, old school coaches, just you know, to get it out, get it off the boards, and get it out. You know, don't try to carry it out. Um, but th- there is a, a, a certainly a, a a much more relaxed level right now because of the I, I think the simplistic nature of. Uh, of what the defensive approach to this hockey club is, and I and I I truly think that that's one of the reasons Darnell Nurse has been much better the last three games. Um, you, you know, there I think there was a point when the team was uh, in futility that everybody was trying to be the hero, everybody was trying to do too much, everybody was trying to carry the puck out, and they forgot a lot of the teamwork that it takes and the simplicity that it takes to get the puck out. And and the other thing that, you know, a couple of the coaches have talked about the last couple of days is, and Brendan, you know this from your background in the game, the moment you're on the ice and you start to think too much, it's too late. It's too late to get something done. And now there's a, a lot more instinctive play, knowing what to do quickly and when you do that, you're actually doing it in a simpler fashion. And and that, to me, I think is one of the keys to the success, uh, particularly of the defenseman. Yeah, I think that's that's absolutely what I see there as well. And something that we were calling for earlier in the season. Um, so as far as the goaltending situation goes, there was a lot of scrutiny on this. And a lot can change in a short amount of time. And I think they're playing way better in front of Skinner. But I also understand that Skinner's really embodied the whole, I'm the starter now, this is my net, I'm going to run with it. And the stats have reflected that. So urgency in the goaltending search has certainly backed off. Do you suspect now with a big window open after this game on Thursday that this could mark the return of, of Jack Campbell? They'll have a bunch of practice time to work on really whatever they want. Wouldn't surprise me. Um, you know, I do think that uh, things have settled a lot uh, on that side. And, and a lot of the, I think one of the reasons why that has settled is how uh, simple the schedule has been. No back-to-backs yet. And, you know, that's usually the, uh, the, the thing that causes chaos for a, for a goaltending tandem is how you manage the back-to-backs. Well, you know, they've, they've had a games every second day. And as, as you talk about, after the Winnipeg game, they got a, a ton of time 
until next Wednesday, uh, and and that's a positive. So from that, and I, I mean, I I don't think they have a back to back. I was just trying to look it up on the schedule. I don't think they have a back to back until just before Christmas. Yeah. And and so that's that's another positive, and you you can only hope that what Jack Campbell is working through. Uh, in Bakersfield with Manny Legacy around for a couple of weeks uh, will put Jack in a much better state of mind when he comes back because I do expect him to come back. Yeah, I think this is what the team uh, had hoped for all along because if he figures it out himself and can play at a, at a even a replacement level, uh, you don't want to have to sell an asset to bring Jake Allen in because I don't think Jake Allen's really a lot better in this situation. Certainly not better than what you've signed Jack Campbell to be. Um, yeah, okay. Lots of things that I want to narrow in on here. I'm just scrolling through uh, this email that I got here, John, and now I've lost track of what I wanted to ask you. So we will uh, float past that onto um, this Corey Perry situation. I know you talked about it a bit on the pregame show last night. More information trickling out this morning about, say, an incident uh, last Tuesday that resulted in him getting scratched from that Columbus game. So I won't ask you the same line of questioning uh, as I did, Elliot, but really the next steps from here, I imagine there's going to be a period of time where uh, there's a few months worth of no Corey Perry in the NHL. There's lots that fans would like to see. Hey, he's be a great roster addition to a Stanley Cup contender, um, but I don't know how realistic that's going to be this year. Wow, I haven't I haven't even contemplated Corey Perry's playing future at this point. Um, he has now that he has officially been bought out. Um, he has 60 days uh, with the assistance of the Players Association to file a grievance and appeal uh, anything that has occurred. Um, there's still no decision whether that will actually take place, if it will take place at all. Um, you, you know, obviously, with everything that's gone on, we've heard from the Blackhawks' perspective. We haven't heard from Corey Perry or his people other than a very brief statement from Pat Morris that Corey Perry is stepping away. I don't know if we'll ever hear from Corey Perry. You know, I, I, and if Corey decides to retire um, and, uh, and just, uh, you know, move on with his life, um, with his young son and his wife, uh, we'll have to see what happens, but uh, you know, Corey Perry is a, a competitor. He's a uh, a player at heart, and you'd have to think at some point he would still want to play. What what really comes in 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 into play now, Brendan, is um, what will Corey Perry's legacy be in the National Hockey League? Uh, it's not very good right now. Um, but we it's not very good because we assume the worst. And from that perspective, you have to wonder, I, I think that there's going to be some talk whether he was going to be on a Hockey Hall of Fame ballot at one point. Um, but now you'd have to wonder if, if that was in limbo. Mm-hmm. I, I completely agree. That's a valid thing to call into question now. One more question for our NHL insider, John Shannon, who joins us for Legacy Heating and Cooling. And we'll go to Lee Flange, where they will be without Mark Giordano for tomorrow's game. And this is bad news for a team that has been completely depleted on defense. Uh, what are we looking at here for Toronto and their options for bolstering a back end that seems to be a big part of the problem for this group that is also trying to get over the hump? 
Well, I think, you know, we, we, we kind of looked at Kenny Holland and what he was doing for the last two weeks, trying to beat the bushes to figure out whether there was trade situations or options or what happens in the American League to bring somebody up. Um, I think Brad for Living perhaps is in that same boat. Um, and I, I think he's. Be, I think Brad has been trying to bolster the, the blue line, um, probably since the second game of the regular season, um, and everybody got distracted a little bit with the Patrick Kane uh, situation, and now that's been decided. You know, there's no worry that it's going to become a. Uh, He's going to become a Maple Leaf, but they really need to find a way to fix what's going on in the blue line. They've got a couple of young guys that have, I think, overachieved. I mean, William Lagason, uh, who... Remember? William Lagason has actually played decently in Toronto. Um, and But you wonder how long that can last. Uh, Benoit has played pretty well uh, in Toronto, but how long will that last? Uh, you know there are there are still tons of question marks. We're we're going to find out the the future of John Klingberg uh, if we haven't already figured out that he's never he's going to go on LTIR and never be seen again in Toronto. And will that give them a little bit of leeway in order to go and try to find someone to help them? Um, but it's it's not going to be easy because I think there's tons of teams out there trying to improve their defense. Yeah, and they keep trying to do this with guys like Muzzin, guys like Klingberg, and these career-ending injuries are just uh, just crippling for this franchise on the back end anyway. John, really appreciate the insight, and we'll look forward to hearing from you tomorrow on the Face-Off Show. Right on, Brendan. Have a great night. All right. That's John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. I'll remind you that some guests of Oilers now receive gift certificates to Japanese Village, now open for lunch at Edmonton South and West Edmonton Mall, an afternoon celebration for the census. Visit jvedmonton.ca. Back in a minute with some of your text messages, 780-496-0063. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Bob and the team in Winnipeg closing out, um, I guess, the final game before like a six-day layoff, which is both unusual and a nice opportunity for a team with a relatively new coaching staff. Now eight games into this regime will be nine after tomorrow's. But then you get six days worth of time to, first of all, rest and sort of recuperate if you've got any knocks. But more so, just continue absorbing what the new uh, focuses from the coaching staff are. And it seems like they're having success well, in the last three games, it's resulted in three wins. But as we've talked about over the last hour, hour and a half or so, um, it's it's how they're going about gaining the success. It's it's the confidence and simplicity that I'm seeing out of the defense that makes me satisfied with what I'm seeing so far out of Paul Coffey and how he's handling things and Knobloch, obviously, and how he's got the forwards supporting the whole thing. I mean, I'm sure it's a big collective effort at the end of it all, but it's uh, it's a lot more compelling to watch them play now than it was uh, 10 games ago, or at least it is compelling for the right reasons as we watch this group try to battle their way back into playoff position. They're five points back right now. They've made up five points in a week we were talking before they embarked or i guess at the midway mark of that uh, long eastern road trip 
we were talking about how after American Thanksgiving, if you're 10 points out of the playoffs, see ya, you're not making it. That hasn't happened in two decades. But if a team's going to do it, it's probably a team with the two best players in the league since 2015-16. And they've already done a pretty good job of chipping away. They're going to need some help the rest of the way as the Western teams need to lose. They've been doing a little bit of that. So if that continues, Edmonton keeps taking care of its own business. Maybe we can all forget about tripping out of the starters block and then falling over and then slipping in a mud puddle and, you know, the rest of it for the first several weeks of the season. 780-496-0063. Lots of rumors coming in on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. We're going to leave those as such. Uh, Penner's Pancakes floating a couple of text messages our way said it was really nice to see Sam Gagne's emotion and energy when he scores that has to be great for the locker room Ernie also got lots of pats after that big hit on Nick Hag last night um, interesting one here out of BC saying do you agree that Knobloch possesses more humility than Jay Woodcroft I think Woody's pitfall was sticking to bad ideas for too long i.e. Dreisaitl's line versus Eichel's in the Vegas series or not playing Campbell in the playoffs. Hindsight is certainly 2020, and we know now that, yeah, they would like to have approached things differently in the playoffs in terms of how they rolled out their goaltending. Uh, there's an argument to be made there without a doubt, but you don't want to dance on somebody's grave when in reality he's got the highest winning percentage of any coach in franchise history. That includes Glenn Sather. Okay, not the same sample size, but you see what I'm driving at here. Here's a perspective that's uh, from Craig, who says Corey Perry deserves to end his career without this black clouds over his reputation. So perhaps uh, Craig sees Corey back in the league before it's all said and done. There is a lot left to be decided before we know if that's even a possibility. It's the standard of conduct thing. I mean, you're talking legalities now. It's not opinions on this or that. It's it's a matter of the letter of the law. So we'll keep our ear to the wire on that front as uh, as things move along. But if you're expecting him to be a contributor on a deep Oilers Stanley Cup run, I would suggest you temper your expectations. Hey, cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin is well known for their top shelf service department. Do not forget about you after you purchase a vehicle. Call Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and let the team at Brent Ridge Ford make you a repeat customer. 780-352-6048. Your Ford Truck Authority on the Auto Mile in Wetaskiwin. James Dunn has the Global News weather traffic update. Then it's Kevin Radomski from the Edmonton Oil Kings. will tell you about Teddy Bear Toss Night coming up this Friday.